Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined via Skype this week by Associate Editor for the Diz, Ms. Denny Sunderly. Hi there. Uh, Associate Producer for the Diz Unplugged, Mr. Corey Piascanaro. Hey, everybody. And Dreams Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent, Sean Falk. Hi. Okay. Um, Were you not able to hear me? uh, No, not until you just said hi. Um, Welcome to the show, everybody. Hope uh, your week has has gone well. Um, uh, We're going to do... uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the announcement that uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made uh, yesterday or the day before regarding the phase one reopening plan for uh, Florida. And then a little later on, we're going to do a question and answer uh, with our live audience. So uh, get some folks watching chat to take down your questions and we'll get to that in just a little bit. But first, I do want to talk about the announcement, and I want to make this clear to everybody because there was a lot of confusion on Facebook when this announcement went out that Disney was going to be reopening on May 4th. It is not reopening on May 4th. This is the governor saying this is when businesses can begin reopening under certain guidelines, but it is up to the individual businesses to decide, it is also up to local governments to impose their own restrictions. So um, I want to make sure we're clear on that. Disney is not opening on May 4th. Um, but a lot of people thought this announcement meant that it was. So just want to make sure we're clear on that. Uh, now, according to the governor, uh, the phase one um, reopening plan for Florida, uh, restaurants are able to reopen with a six-foot social distancing guideline for outdoor seating and 25% capacity for indoor seating. Retail establishments can reopen with 25% capacity. Elective surgeries can resume. School campuses will not reopen and will remain on distance learning. Uh, Visits to senior facilities will not be allowed until a a testing procedure can be implemented. Bars, gyms, hair salons, and movie theaters will stay closed. And those over 65 and or at risk, people who are at risk, should remain home. Um, Phase two will be determined by hospital capacity and the lack of any major surge in cases during phase one. And he suggested that phase two would begin in weeks, not months. So... With that said, the ball is now in Disney's court as to when it plans to reopen. Well, for the purposes of this show, it's restaurants. Um, and we've we've speculated on shows before about how we think that's going to work. Um, that I think we're all in agreement that it's probably going to happen first at Disney Springs. Yes. To start opening up some of the restaurants. Anybody not agree with that? Anybody think it's going to be resorts or theme parks? No, I think it will definitely be uh, Disney Springs, followed, I think, closely by by resorts. Um, and just looking here, some of the restaurant-specific guidelines as well. Um, 
the guidelines are suggesting paper and disposable menus, which would be uh, like we uh, last week we were doing a lot of speculation. And this week we can kind of look at some of the, the more cemented facts. Uh, now that they're, they're suggesting paper and disposable menus, uh, Denny suggested that as a speculation last week. And we can confirm that's probably going to be the case uh, for the locations that do open right now or in the near future. Um, encouraging takeout and online orders. So, um, again, another speculation that we were making last week was that we can probably expect more places to uh, use the mobile ordering system, which looks looks like it's probably going to be the case as well. Um, maybe some places uh, offering to-door room service that maybe didn't before, I think, would still be a, a good uh, possibility. Uh, touchless sanitizer at entry. Um, a lot of places already had that, but it's now... It's now a must-have kind of thing. And then um, everything, every single guideline for every single establishment still encourages for phase one and two, 65 plus, uh, ages 65 and plus to stay home. And then um, then the restaurant-specific mandates as well, uh, which are hand sanitizer at every table. That's going to be a new thing. Obviously, every table didn't have hand sanitizer before. Uh, hand sanitizer at entry to be in plain visible sight. Again, that is something that a lot of places already do have, but it's a must have now. Uh, all employees required to wear face masks. So we don't see any mandates yet uh, dictating that the guests must be wearing face masks. But as far as like the, the food service workers there at the restaurant, they will need to be wearing face masks in these phases. Uh, temperature checks for staff prior to shift. Uh, temp above 100.4 uh, has to go home. Uh, all employees with flu-like symptoms advised to stay home. Doors to be wiped regularly. All staff behind counters to wear gloves, uh, except for bartenders. And bartenders are asked to sanitize their hands in between each drink order. Uh, tables must be at least six feet apart. So again, back to our last week's speculation. We are speculating to expect something like this. Um, a lot of uh, specifically looking at the world showcase as an example, a lot of those tables are really, really close to each other. Like you could reach either left or right and touch the tables next to you. Um, and they are mandating. So this is a must do, uh, that the tables be at least six feet apart. So there will be reduced seating and, um, more space between you and the other guests. And then phase one, uh, has a capacity change to be cut in half. And phase two um, was will be 25% increased to that. So phase one, 50% uh, capacity. No, phase reduced. one, phase one is 25%. 25% capacity indoors right. um, is what phase one is. So I want to make sure we're not contradicting ourselves. This is what the governor announced the other day um, that phase one for restaurants, 25% uh, capacity indoors. Yeah. It will increase in phase two, but Right now, they're starting out with 25%. Um, and again, this is not the Disney resorts. This is not Disney property. Um, so the my estimate right now, because here's what I'm hearing, and I now have this from multiple sources. June 1st is a hard deadline. They're reopening on June 1st. That's what I'm hearing. Now, of course, that could change. <laughs> but everything is being geared to that right now, to op reopen Walt Disney World on June 1st. I believe we are going to see an announcement in the next week. That's a guess. But 
in the next week that we're going to see some kind of announcement that roughly mid-May they will begin implementing phase one of this, of what the governor laid out. And I think they're going to do it at Disney Springs. And then possibly expand it out to other other locations. What the what the park reopening situation will look like, I have no idea. But I believe that from everything I'm hearing, June first is the date for that. But they are going to have to they're probably going to do something before. So I've been saying for a while we would start seeing stuff around mid June and an opening in early June. Um, anybody disagree with that? Anybody have information that I don't? No, I um, I agree with you. I, I kind of, I, I've had that in my sight. I've been changing my little countdown calendar a couple of times a week to June 1st, just because it kind of, everything was pointing in that direction anyhow. I mean, we saw, I mean, we can take some of the speculation that we've been doing over the past few weeks. We can actually see some of that start to be fleshed out today. Enchanted Garden at Hong Kong Disneyland is open now, and that's a character um, a character dining establishment. And so instead of hugging and loving on those characters from up close, you can you stay seated at your table and you take pictures of them from afar. They've transitioned yeah, good luck. from... Right, right, right. Good luck getting a five-year-old to do that. Uh, I know. Bobby Sue's going to want to hug Cinderella. I know. Yeah. I know. But, I don't um, think that's going to happen. But no, and and it was a buffet. It is now an all-you-care-to-eat from a paper menu. So those can be disposed of between um, parties. So we're starting to see some of what could possibly be coming here to Walt Disney World. And I totally agree that Disney Springs is going to be the first one to be back up and running um, as long as Disney can get the cast members who are needed to be their security custodial, all of those, as long as all the stars align, I think that's what we're going to see first. I think so too. Um, one of the questions just come in, uh, came in, um, do you think there will initially be a lack of some types of ingredients, could we be seeing limited menus because of meat shortages? And that's a, I hadn't even thought about that, mm-hmm. but um, I know that you know that's been one of the things. Sean, you had brought this up previously um, that some of the folks you were talking to, one of the big concerns logistically mm-hmm. was having to order a lot of food in time for the reopening because mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything there right now. Um, right. You know, they've been closed for a month. So, but now with this meat shortage, well, we don't, I'm not ready to say it's a meat shortage yet, but you have a lot of meat processing plants around the country that are having massive outbreaks of COVID-19 and are wanting to close. Now the president is signing an executive, is going to, or has signed an executive order ordering them to remain open. Um, but I'm hearing that there are some of these meat processing facilities that are saying, no, no, we're not. Um, so I know there's been a rush, like there are grocery stores now, the way they were limiting toilet paper and other supplies at the beginning of this. We're now starting to see limits on how much meat you can buy, how much pork you can buy. So 
I don't know. What um, do you think, Sean? I I don't think there will be anything like that. I do think that there will be um, the same as with a lot of fast food restaurants that are right now, you know, only running their most popular dishes. Um, and I don't think that I think it's just more to save space because they have fewer people working. Um, I think they will do stuff like that because they won't have as many stations going to be cooking certain menu items. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a meat shortage issue. Um, and that was something to the point, even with Disney Springs, I'm not sure how Disney's going to handle it. So many things in the world are done by contract and I'm, I'm 100% without a doubt sure that Disney has a meat processing contract with a certain place that Disney does not get their meat from the same place. The grocery store gets their meat. Um, so I'm sure that whoever it is that caters to Disney's meat supply needs, that's the only customer they have essentially. And that's what they exist doing. Mm -hmm. So I would be very, very surprised if, um, there was a meat shortage there. I understand it with, uh, like Tyson, because they're predominantly going to cater to grocery stores and people go crazy with, I can't go buy necessarily from where Disney is buying their meat products from. Um, so that's what I think. Um, even with Disney Springs, I think it's going to be a big question of um, what contracts different companies have signed. Um, I know I used to work at the mall and I was late one day coming in to open a, a kiosk that I worked at. And um, our company got a fine because it wasn't open at the time the mall was open. And so when you when you own a place at uh, somewhere like Disney Springs, you usually sign a contract saying that as long as this is open, you'll be open. And if you don't, you get fined for the fact that you didn't open. Um, so I don't know what Disney's rules are or what their contract is there with certain restaurants and all that. I, that's really going to be what it comes down to um, is what contracts different third-party companies signed at Disney Springs and whether they'll be forced to open even if those places would rather not be open because of they don't want to lose the money and have to pay <coughs> fine, fines to Disney Springs every day. All right. All right let's uh, go to another question. Um, uh, let's see. We have heard about what the requirements will be for employees at Walt Disney World and restaurants, but what about guests? Again, Disney hasn't made any announcements, so we really don't know the answer to that. Um, I imagine it is going to be strongly encouraged to wear a mask. Now, someone else asked, how are you supposed to eat or drink with a mask on? Well, obviously, when you're eating or drink, you know, when you're eating and stuff, <laughs> you can't have a mask on. Um, but uh, nonetheless... Um, Disney has not announced, but I, like I said, I, I think, I think we're within a week yeah. of hearing some of that. Yeah. Um, I really yeah. do. Um, and those things, those requirements and guidelines will be something that they start to roll out and introduce to the cast members because you got to remember the cast members are still furloughed right now. Um, so at least those who work in Disney owned restaurants and locations, they're, they're still, um, you know, technically they're, they're not, they're employed, but they're not being paid by Disney right now, but that'll be part of, I'm sure a packet of information that comes their way. 
regarding new requirements and such. Someone is asking if uh, you think, it's Tamara, is asking if you think it's okay to buy uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party tickets. I know this is slightly off the dining you know, trail, but I know we'll have lots of treats, Lord willing, at the party. So what do you think? I think social distancing guidelines are still going to be in effect. Uh, when the hol- well, especially since the Halloween party, I believe, starts next week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think social distancing guidelines are definitely going to be in effect, um, which means they are going to have no choice but to lower capacity. Now they've already they started selling the Halloween party what January first, I believe it was. Yeah, they be or, or in early January they started selling the Halloween party tickets. So um, they may have to close start closing dates out that aren't full. Because they're not going to be able, you know, we've talked about this the, re, you know, recent years. It was better last year, but we had a couple of years there where they were jamming so many people into those parties that it was like a regular day at the Magic Kingdom. It was no longer special, except you were paying a hundred and some odd dollars for a ticket or ninety dollars for a ticket. Um, so, I think if you're if if you're up for it. If you feel like being in the parks is going to be a, an option for you when a Halloween party is going on, I would absolutely grab the tickets now. Um, you know, as we've seen in the last month and a half, um, if something happens to change any of these parties, Disney has been really, really good about making making it right with people. So I don't think you have to worry that you'll lose your money if you buy a ticket and the party doesn't happen. But I think it is going to be, it's not going to be capacity like we've seen. I think they're going to have to start limiting capacity at those parties to 10 or 15,000 people, um, which is a lot less than we were seeing a few years ago. So, um, go ahead. Brenda wants to know what candle do you have burning today, Pete? Do you have a Magic Candle Company candle going? Um, I don't have one burning. Hold on. Where is it? Brenda says ca- she's uh, to, she's cast- burning Beach Club right now. Okay, and I don't have it burning, but Castaway Cruise is here in the studio. That is one of my top, 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 number one of all time. That Castaway Cruise is the candle and scent that can that that had me reach out to Magic Candle Company in the first place mm. um, because I fell so in love with that with that scent, and I. I because it was my first Magic Candle Company scent, I had the, I'd gotten the candle, but I'd also gotten the uh, car, the fragrance mm-hmm. freshener, uh, uh, yeah. air freshener, and I had brought that on a cruise because you can't bring a candle on a cruise. And so every time I smell that, I am immediately back on a Disney cruise, and I'm going to take the pitch. I'm going to take the pitch. It's Mother's Day is coming up. Great way, great gifts for Mother's Day. MagicCandleCompany.com. Use code DisneyInfo when you check out. Fifteen percent off. Um, did you guys, uh, did you guys try the hand sanitizer yet? Not yet. What? They, they have hand sanitizer now. Oh no, they don't. It's it's awesome. It's really How good. How did I, I not the, know um, that? I got yeah, the flying over flying uh, over orange groves one. No. Yeah, it's Are amazing. Are you kidding? It's really good. It's oh, awesome. I am. I am. Well, first of all, I'm going to yell at him. <laughs> For not text telling me that, um, and then I'm going to tell him. And as a, and, and and 
that he's got to send me a whole bunch of it for free because he didn't tell me <laughs> to make amends. Make amends. <laughs> um, but uh, no, Castaway Cruise is what uh, what I have in the studio. I'm not burning it at the moment. Um, okay. But uh, Fiji, I was burning Fiji in the office earlier. So. So all right, what else we got? Okay, so how do you think they will implement the 50% capacity in the parks? Only annual pass, only Florida residents, only on property guests. Okay, I, I want to be clear here. Florida state guidelines is 25, suggestion is 25%. Mm-hmm. Orange County task force recommended 50%. So that's where this discrepancy is coming from. Yeah. The Orange County task force announced their stuff of few days before the governor did. <laughs> Again, the uh, the governor the governor said lo- uh, local governments are able to do stricter restrictions, but if the if the state requirement is twenty five percent, Orange County can't do fifty. So they could do twenty or ten, but they can't go to fifty. So. I think that Disney is going to have to follow. They choose to open restaurants. They're going to have to follow state guidelines. Sure. And that'll be that'll be 25%. Now, what was the question again? I'm sorry. So they want to know how, how in the world they're going to limit capacity in the parks. Like to say, you can come in, but you can't. And so the suggestion was, would it be only annual pass or only Florida residents or only on property guests? I think? Think, I think initially... Uh, well, initially, when they first reopen the parks, the only option they're going to have are Florida residents, right? Because nobody's flying, nobody's right. able to travel. So the only people, we're, we're the guinea pigs, right? We're the guinea pigs. So I think initially, I think in li- a later phase that it would be limited probably to resort guests and annual pass holders. But I'll let some other folks weigh in. Yeah, I um, don't. I if it, to me I would feel the opposite way. Um, I feel like they're going to cater to their resort guests um, only because I've had so many people have to to rebook that they've offered free dining to starting on June first that had their that were displaced. So um, they abs- they can't limit them for sure. And so then it's like, how do you pick and choose? I mean, who you're going to limit? I just booked somebody right before this call for like June fourth. So it's into a resort and they got a dining plan so it's like well what is it that they're going to do at that point um they've already cut off our annual passes anyway from getting charged if you're paying by the month as far as florida residents go so if anything i could just see them extending that and say hey you're going to get it's going to get reinstated like july 1st to get ready for like fourth of july hey like for the first month we're not going to charge anybody again and people have already paid in full for their annual passes they'll extend it out but I could definitely see even for AP holders, like only if you're staying on property and maybe because they will have so many rooms available, they may offer a very deep uh, discount for uh, annual pass holders or Florida residents or something for to stay on property. That would be my best guess. But just on the travel agency side, I don't think they could limit the hotel people. Yeah, the resort guests. I'm thinking along the lines of like when Disney finally does reopen, it's not going to be like, hey, surprise, today's the day kind of thing. It's gonna, They're probably going to announce a date with – I'd probably give them a, at least a week, I'd say, of, of wiggle room in between them announcing it and the, park actu- the park's actually reopening. Um, so 
there won't be like a ton of people who are able to just plan last minute trips like that. But there will be people, and like Sean was just mentioning, there might be people who still have those reservations and are holding on to them, weren't canceled yet, or they rebooked, let's say, somewhere at the beginning of June. Um, So I think those people will get preference. And I think if it came down to a situation where we had a small amount of resort guests here and they did have vacations booked, as well as Florida residents, I feel like the resort guests probably will get first dibs. And... For annual pass holders, I think you'll get into a park, but you just might not get into like every park. So yeah. uh, potentially like you go to Disney on one of the first reopening days as a Florida resident and you want to go to Magic Kingdom, maybe you'll even maybe even if though you don't have blockout dates, maybe you might be blocked out of that park that day um, just given the circumstances. But I think they'll try to get you into a park. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a little bit like those high capacity days, just like what you're saying, Fiasco, you're going to get into a park. It may not be the one you initially wanted to get into, but you'll get into one. I have a question for the audience, if some if people want to respond. Um, have you guys been seeing that you are able to get the dining reservations that you want, like people who are booking for later in the year? Um, and who still are going to keep their reservations. I mean, there's a lot of hard to get ones and I've seen a lot of, of a lot of availability for things throughout the rest of the year, yeah. uh, that typically don't book up, but I didn't know if that was, um, maybe I'm just getting lucky or are people at home really finding good, uh, good op- options? I mean, while people respond to you right now, I'll tell you just today, I was looking uh, at dining in October because mm. October is my birthday and I was just curious uh, what I could get, and it was just wide open. I mm-hmm. could basically get anything. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that might be a cool option for people to take a trip that is like a dining type trip you know if you've come every year all the time and especially if you are concerned i mean obviously if you're high risk like you should go but if it is a concern of yours that like you know you don't want to be in too close of proximity to people i mean we can social distance all day long but if i sit on a ride and i have it and you sit behind me and grab the lap bar that's it and then they're not gonna be able to wipe down everything every time but there is the option of um coming and doing and gearing it more towards restaurants and towards dining like let's go have a lot of pool days and then eat in resorts and do that kind of stuff if you just want to keep your your vacation that you already have and not necessarily even do the parks if you if you want to and just i mean i have people do those types of things all the time so um that might even be an option for people too that'd be a great topic for a separate show um Mm -hmm. You know, doing resort only stays and doing foodie vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, one question that came in: uh, thoughts on no coffee pots in the rooms? I was a little surprised by that. What does anybody know what the rationale behind that is? Why they're pulling the coffee pots out? I think the only thing I could really think of is um, as a house. Well as a housekeeper going into the room and having to reprep and clean the room, potentially uh, the coffee pot itself is a much longer cleaning process than other things in the room. So they wanted to kind of just cut ties with it right then and there. 
Yeah, because I don't know that you have that much more contact with a coffee pot than you do with anything else in a room. But um, if it does have to do with the the actual pot itself, it's a great excuse for Disney to switch over to Kerrigs. Um, everything's disposable, right? You don't put any regular cups in the room. You have to-go cups, Kerrigs. I'm sure Kerrig would be more than happy to provide <laughs> you for free with all the machines to put in every room. And I sure. think that would be a good thing. I think that would be a good thing. Um, yeah. I've got a question, uh, Pete. Go ahead there. All right. So someone in the chat's asking, do you think that there will be restaurants at Disney World that will not open because of capacity or if they will employ more food carts? And we, we mentioned this a little bit before. Um, I do think we'll see, obviously, counter service is going to have a better uh, uh, an easier path of adjusting to these new regulations and um, mandates than, say, a table service might initially. So I could see it where we are seeing the lion's share of counter service and mobile order being utilized initially, and then maybe just in a, a little bit of a phased reopening for the for the table service restaurants. Then we'll see others uh, become. Be, begin to come online because just like Enchanted Garden at Hong Kong Disneyland had to completely kind of adapt their business model. I think we're going to have a lot of table service restaurants here. I mean, obviously that are going to have to kind of morph and do the same thing. Yeah. This, uh, to that question, I, my thoughts immediately went to something like Teppanetto, uh, where you go up to Hibachi, but if for like me and Haley, we're just a party of two. So we're immediately going to be sat with, you know, one, two, maybe even three different parties around this big family style table where they're going to be cooking your meal in front of you. And I'm wondering, you know, like when restaurants do start to open, I think something like Teppanetto might not um, and might have to take further precautions uh, before they could consider doing what they do. Sure. Yep. I think that's uh, going to be interesting to see. Um uh, what will be the first meal on Disney property I'm going to have when I go back? Really? Bacon and eggs at the Wave. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I'm going to tell you something. I lust for that dish right now. I lust for it. Um, not to put too fine a point on it, but oh my God. That's all I think about when I think about the restaurants reopening. I'm like, please reopen the wave and let me have my bacon and eggs. What about you guys? First first meal, first dish you're going to have. Oh, I would agree. Bacon and eggs. I mean, I was just thinking about it yesterday. It was, I was frying up a couple of eggs and I just went, okay, this. And if I had some cheesy grits and bacon, although it's not quite the same as pork <laughs> belly. Like, I was thinking of ways I could adapt it at home. Uh, that and a hot fudge sundae. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, me and Haley already talked about this pretty extensively. Um, the first thing we're doing is we're having breakfast at Garden Grill. We're getting that Cinnabon. Uh, char characters are no characters. It's it's still worth the, the price tag to me. We love that place. Uh, and then immediately jumping on living with the land for a nice zen relaxation to digest. Looking forward to it. Um, I had been, I had already been wanting to get the pork dish from uh, California Grill for dinner. Um, that's already one of my favorite things on property. So I'd been missing it. I hadn't been in probably a year almost, or I went for 4th of July last year and, um, or around that time. So I, I think that's the last time I'd had it and I had been missing it. So I'm, I 
want to go back there. And then, of course, Takumite is like my big thing now. So I've got to <laughs> save up and go. I really want to try that, too. That's top top on the list. Um, interesting question. Um, uh, has more been said about cruise line dining guidelines? I still haven't canceled my November cruise in false hope. Uh, I don't know why you're thinking false hope. It's not false hope. Uh, that you can go with some sense of normalcy. I think November, I think it's too far out to give up the ghost on normalcy. Here's here's how I look at it. By November, even if we still have to practice all of these things, you will have had five months of that being worked out and perfected uh cruise line though is a whole nother ball of wax the guidelines and issues that uh, have to be addressed in a theme park are completely different on a cruise so how disney cruise line manages to run its operation how are you going to social distance in those elevators yeah i mean is it going to be one person per elevator um so the steps (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Which it wouldn't matter anyway, because have... you'd be pushing all the same buttons and stuff when you get in there. So it's not like you're. I might as well be in there with other people. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. It's hard to say right now what the experience is going to be like for Disney Cruise Line in terms of these guidelines, and haven't heard much about that. Now, I still think Disney Cruise Line is going to resume operation in July. That's my guess. I'm not getting that from any sources. That's my guess. And I, I may be overly optimistic with that. But I think July time frame is what we're looking at. But again, I think we're going to start seeing announcements uh, in the next week for World and shortly thereafter for Cruise Line about what the plans are moving forward. Um Chris Bennett was asking about Oga's Cantina and how they would handle Oga's, how they'd open that and have that up and running with the new requirements. And I think it's going to be even harder to get in there and party with DJ Rex. It just is, unfortunately. Yeah, you look at something like Oga's and it just it just isn't like meant for these these new guidelines. Right. It's just it's it's meant it's 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 awesome but it's meant to get as many people in close quarters as really humanly possible mostly mostly standing space um and a lot of that standing space that they were shoving people into before i don't think i don't think that's going to be a thing anymore um let's see uh can in-park table service restaurants open as takeaway only (laughs) well that's a great question. I don't. Again, now we're, we're talking logistics, right? We're talking logistics. Let's say be our guest decides to do a to go option, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to eat it? You, by the time you get it back to your room, you know, um, it's yeah. done, right? It's done. Um. Or, you know, are they going to put, are you going to see people eating those meals, like, on top of garbage cans, like you do at Food and Wine Festival? (laughs) Um, So it really becomes a logistics question. And, 
you know, solving one problem creates 10 more somewhere else. So I don't think you're going to see in theme park table service restaurants offering to go options. I would love them to see them do like countywide Uber Eats. That would be really cool. Um, Great. Because I'd never leave in the house again. (laughs) We would never see you. (laughs) Never leave the house again. I would have no reason. Um, But uh, what other questions we have? So do you think that room service will still be an option? Oh, yes. 100%. Okay. I think not only is... Go ahead, Piesca. They're they're going to, if if anything they're going to ramp room service up. So agreed. Right now with room service, how how it works when you order it, uh, they actually like bring it into your room. That I'm pretty sure is confirmed to be changing to they're just leaving it outside your door yeah. and knocking to let you know that it's there. Um, but if anything, I, like I said, I think it's going to be ramped up. I think we're going to see more places um, offering different options for room service. So like. For example, if you're staying at Bay Lake Tower and you order room service, it comes from the Wave. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe like they they would bring you stuff from Contempo Cafe too. Maybe they'll bring you Mickey Waffles from Contempo Cafe or other things of that nature. Um, multiple surrounding restaurants near your room being offered as room service is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think if anything, they're going to ramp up room service. Um, that. It's going to be an option for keeping people out of restaurants, but still getting the food and beverage sale. Um, So I think if anything, they're going to ramp that up. Um, So I agree with Fiasco on that. What else we got, Denny? Um, If they only allow limited capacity in the restaurants, what will happen to the people who already have reservations? If they start canceling, it'll be end up being done on a first come first serve, right? So if they have to cancel, I don't know, 200 reservations, they're going to base it on, you know, when did you book? And the person who booked first gets to stay and the person who books last gets canceled. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We as a community, we as a community of Disney fans are going to have to gird our loins for this. It's going to be extremely different. It's not going to be we get whatever we want whenever we want it. So we're going to have to accept that and not go screaming at guest services that I spent all this money and my daughter wants to go hug Cinderella and she can't. Because Disney doesn't won't even have to pay me. They can bring me in to Santa guest services and slap the people that are doing that. Okay? They wouldn't even have to pay me for it. I do it for free. So as a community, we're going to have to. And I'm saying this as much for myself as I am for everybody else. We're going to have to wrap our heads around the new normal. And one of the other questions that came in that I think is a really valid question. Is that Disney ever going to be normal again? No, it's not. It's going to be a new normal. Just like there was a new normal after 9-11 and how we traveled. Now we're very accustomed to having to take off our shoes when we go through security and have, you know, really long security lines and all these extra checks and all these extra things that happened as a result of 9-11. It was a new normal. But 
we just go with it now, right? It's what we do. It's what we do. And I'm not getting into, there are people that say that's security theater and all this other stuff. And that may be true, but um, it's still the new normal. And there's going to be another new normal after this. And there's going to be a couple of them. There's going to be a new normal right after they open up again. And then there's going to be a new normal when there is, um, when there are treatments available for COVID-19. When there is a vaccine available for COVID-19, we will see more and more things change. It'll come back a little bit more to what we know now. But I think the day, I think the days of us walking around, I think masks and hand washing and a lot of other practices that are being done now are going to become part of our new normal regardless. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised in five years, once we're past this pandemic, but that a, a lot of these practices, washing your hands, being careful with when you touch your face, become more ingrained in us. I wouldn't be surprised in five years if you saw a decrease in the number of people catching the flu. Yeah. Sure. Because that's how the flu, that's how the flu tra is transmitted the same way. Just not as contagious as this is. And Somebody was going to say something. Go ahead, Fiasco. Yeah, sorry, but to, to what Pete was just saying, um, before every before this whole thing happened, before the COVID-19 outbreak, um, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but I, I mean, I sure noticed it. It, I, it was very prevalent from what I've been seeing over like the past year or so of just people in general being less cautious about covering their mouth. Being out in the parks all the time, being out in Disney Springs at resorts and everything, I see saw it all the time. People just open open mouth coughing at Target, at Walmart, wherever, just open mouth coughing. I actually got sick one time because there was somebody behind me in line for a ride that just coughed on the back of my head. Then I woke up the next day feeling like garbage. Um, so, I mean, if anything... There's going to be, a, I feel like, a change in just like, in just like our, our out and about culture of being more, being more courteous about that and being more conscious about that. I, I feel like, I feel like, as a society, we've slipped a little bit over the years of just like forgetting what we learned in elementary school to you know cover up when you cough and maybe don't go around other people when you're sick. But I feel like with everything that's happening right now. People are going to wake up a little bit better to being more careful to their neighbors and everything and sure. checking that. Sure. One, someone uh, from chat is asking if they will suspend the refillable mugs. And I would think that they would have to, You, if someone has taken a mug to a mouth and then goes to try to, although it's, it's touchless, but I just, I, ugh, there's, okay, well, just now too, that you put that, now that you put that image in my head, I will never use one of them again, regardless <laughs> of COVID-19. In the I, mouth and, uh, oh, yeah, okay, thank you. Exactly, because people might not use that that lid. Um, they could easily give it to, you know, a kiddo to slurp off of and then go get a refill. And it so I could, a, I could definitely see that being suspended. It might be a scenario where, um, you know, they're a, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to logistically, are they going to have a cast member there? refilling paper 
or plastic cups and giving it to you and then you pour it into your refillable mug. I don't know. That's yeah. what they've um, done um, on cruises that we've been on before where there's maybe a heightened um, moment of the Norwalk virus going on on other ships. Um, we They've put a crew member right there at the beverage station on deck and and they ask you what you want. They'll get it for you and give it to you in one of those paper cups. And if you have a larger mug, you have to, you know transfer it from one to the other but again this is the stuff that you know some of these changes they're going to make to address this we're not going to like but we have mm -hmm. to accept yeah. we have to accept and we have to understand and again saying this as much for myself as i am for you right now that we have to accept it and we have to understand and we got to give them some slack yeah. um because I we're mean, we're a great community but we can get a little entitled. And again, I'm right there with you. I'm not right. I'm not casting dispersions. I'm right there with you. But some of that some of that's going to have to change too. I'm sorry, Sean, go ahead. No, you're fine. I mean, I think that things will change slightly. I'm not uh, I don't think it's going to be to the extent of what after the change after 9/11 was security-wise. I mean, I know for me it's just a matter of like washing your hands like i already washed my hands so i don't know why that's been such a thing for people where they're like i have to wash my hands now but it like you already were supposed to be doing that so i don't really know i, be, I mean besides that well, i can't really think of anything you're supposed to do i mean i i just don't i don't know i, I think it's a little a, bit far there's a big difference between what a lot of people look I always wash my hands after I use the bathroom. I never scrubbed in like I was going for surgery. Mm. And now I scrub in like I'm going into surgery. That's going to be the new normal, though. Because yeah. that's what they want you to do. Twenty Minimum of 20 seconds. I don't think a lot of people... 20 seconds doesn't sound like a lot of time. But if you stop and think about it, if you're actually washing your hands for 20 seconds, most of us know we weren't doing that before. Yeah. Mm. You know, maybe some soap and, you know, water and dry them off and off we go. So, um, and you start to notice the difference, like just in your hands. Cause like, again, same thing as Pete, I always wash my hands. It's, it's what everybody should do. I always wash my hands, but now I, yeah, like literally scrub them for 30 seconds underwater, like 30 different times a day now. And you notice like your hands start to like crack and get really dry because I don't know. It's God. Because that's why God invented hand moisturizer fiasco. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> there are hand moisturizers out there. And I know that's you fair. got product. I know you got product. So Yeah, I do. I break do. it out. <laughs> um, all right. Let's take one more and we'll wrap this up. What do you got, Denny? Uh, Jennifer McWilliams says, asks, uh, do we think that Disney Springs will be mostly open on Monday with the guidelines in place? We have not heard anything about Disney Springs, Jennifer. So Nothing on Disney property is going to no. open until Disney announces it. Yeah. Um, you know, the governor, again, let's make sure we're all on the same page here. This was the governor announcing what the guidelines for reopening are not a requirement that all businesses must reopen. Mm -hmm. Business has the right to say, I'm not going to reopen. Disney has not made that announcement, and I would be stunned if Disney opened something on Monday. I would be stunned. But then again, you want to catch people by surprise so you don't have 10,000 people showing up? Yeah. 
that would be the way to do it. <laughs> that would be the way to do it. Just quietly um, soft open. Yeah, that might, you know, who knows? That might happen. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Now, Sean asked a question earlier. I know Jackie's in the room watching. Sean asked a question earlier about whether people were finding it easier to get reservations in the fall. And if Jackie can kind of give us some indication of, or, or anybody who's watching the chat room, give us some indication of what kind of response that got. Let's see. Let me get a quick. I do not know. I haven't pulled it up. Fiasco, do you have it? Well, while you guys are doing that, um, uh, I can't imagine how fireworks in front of the castle will be possible with the current status of the pandemic. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be parades. There's not going to be fireworks while this is going on. Okay? Because those things just draw all these people into one one tight space, basically. You got everybody shoulder to shoulder to wait for a parade or watch a fireworks show. So I don't think we're going to see, see any of that. Um, I'm, I'm personally you. not seeing comments oh. about um, people trying to make ADRs. But with my personal experience, I, I did go on today uh, looking for reservations in October. And basically everything was available for me. Well, yeah. chat amongst yourself. I'm going to do a quick check here. I've got my hubby says that there's that they were saying that there's lots of availability. And that's no what problem. Jackie just said, too. Lots of people said there was availability for the fall. All right. Wow. Let's do this. Um you want to make a reservation? Hold on a second. As soon as it lets me get onto this website. God almighty. Your parks are closed. Why can't your website run? Um, there we go. All right. So give me uh, give me a date. October 20th. Is that your birthday fiasco? Mine's the 18th, but my okay. my my the 18th is a is a Saturday or Sunday, and the uh, the 20th should be should be a Monday or a Tuesday. Oh okay. no no no! We want like a Friday or Saturday when it's right, really do, tough okay. to get one. Do the 18th. So, do my birthday. I'm gonna do the seven. I'm gonna do the 17th. That's your birthday's a Sunday. Sunday's not a hard day to get. <laughs> we a gotta roll in on a weekend. Okay. I'm gonna do dinner, and I'm gonna do it for six people. Okay. Okay. So there should be Saturday night. On Disney property in the fall, six people for dinner. Impossible. That's really tough to get. So let's <laughs> see what comes up. Okay. Shall we? Let's, let's do it. We shall. Okay, LaCellier at 840. Wow. Um, looking for the ones that are tough. There's plenty of availability here. Okay. California Grill 915, still not. You know, that will come up, right? You can get California Grill after the fireworks. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, I would have expected if there was, like, broad availability that we would have seen 7 o'clock. If I'd seen 7 o'clock for that, mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, well, that's... Wait, <laughs> I think the Wave might be available on that night. The Wave is always available. <laughs> I know, yeah. okay. but still... <laughs> Uh, Citrico's good availability. Chefs de France good availability. Um, Crystal Palace. I can get a table for six at Crystal Palace in the Magic Kingdom on a Saturday night at either five twenty-five or six thirty-five p.m. Wow, that's good. Um, that's pretty good. Um, 
let's see. Uh, Hoopty Doo is fully available. Huh. Gico full availability. Six fifty five, seven fifteen, seven thirty. Um, Liberty Tree Tavern, five ten, five fifty five. That's very telling. Yeah, that's, yeah, um, that's, that's big. It's very telling. Mm. Um, Sean's favorite nine dragons, six oh five, six twenty, six thirty five. Ohana, so Ohana, ha- Ohana has an availability at nine forty. <clears throat> now, they have availability at nine forty. You'll be seated at nine forty. You'll be out by ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Don't go to Ohana at 940. <laughs> don't, um, just don't. The big ones through there are usually like, uh, you know, Storytime Dining, the Snow White Dining over at um, Wilderness Lodge. That's usually pretty tough to get at it's night. It's not showing up. On a Saturday. Okay. Yeah, that's that's usually a pretty good indicator. If you can find that one, you can find, not that that's impossible, but it is definitely one of the tougher ones to get. Someone in chat, Chris, um, is asking what will happen to like fireworks dessert parties mm. in the future. I think with anything anything around that, the fireworks dessert parties, all that stuff. If there's no fireworks, that's true. They'll, they might they might come up with something else, but again, <clears throat> they're going to have to figure out how these things work while adhering to social distancing guidelines. Here's my bigger question. When guests don't adhere to social distancing guidelines, what are they going to do? Yeah. Hmm. You know, is it going to be a firm knock it off or get out? Which would be, you know, my way. Right. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's why I don't have a theme park. Full availability yachtsman that night, by the way. Hmm. Um. Be our guest, no availability. Cinderella's Royal Table, no availability. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, but there are a lot of restaurants, a lot more restaurants with availability for a party that size than yeah. I would expect to see. In, so it's not wide, wide open, but it's a lot easier than it is under normal circumstances. But, so, yeah, that was fun. It's fun to know something might happen soon. We might hear soon. It's fun to kind of know what they're starting to do in Hong Kong Disneyland and how that might translate here. Yeah. It's it's just I think we see a little bit of a, a light on the horizon and it feels really nice. Yeah. I I I really hope we do I I you know, we see a light and let's just hope it's not an oncoming train. <laughs> True. Okay, but uh, all right, folks, that's going to do it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Disney Dining Show. Have a great week, folks.